0: Welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your hosts, Scott Barry and Joshua Wenner.
1: Uh, I'm really excited to start today's call. You know, I deal with a lot of men, specifically in porn. I know it's a taboo topic, uh, but it's, it's pretty prevalent throughout a lot of men um, within our society. and I know a lot of women as well. But I was I was particularly excited about this conversation because I like to talk about taboo topics, um, and um, I myself struggled with porn addiction for a long time, and um, it was an area that I I had a lot of shame around. So in working through a lot of the shame and learning to disassociate the porn from masturbation, um, and really becoming aware of my body, it really showed me that it was more of a breath work. My body was craving breath work and, and learning how to manage energy. And so along the journey of finding helpful practices for other men, I kind of venture out first and figure out what I can find for myself. And then along the journey, I like to bring back a lot of really cool nuggets. Um, I started just diving into tantric practices and I was at a workshop uh, with Miriam and uh, was amazing experience. And we, we started dialoguing after. So I'm really excited about today. We're going to talk about tantric practices and how they can be really helpful Uh, With porn addiction. So, I'd like to introduce Miriam Elise. She is the founder of Pleasure as Medicine. Is that correct? Yes, right. And, uh, you know, she specializes, she's been in tantric practices for the last nine years, and she specializes in helping men specifically work through these areas. And so, we got into the dialogue, and it was really interesting on both understanding the masculine perspective uh, from her perspective, and for me, understanding the tantric practices and even the feminine. So, it was really fun, juicy conversation. And we thought we'd continue the conversation we were having offline, online, and share it with our community. So uh wanted to jump in here today and, and really welcome you, Miriam. Thanks for being here today.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It feels it feels good to continue this conversation. I know that we we've spent actually hours talking <laughs> offline, okay. sharing our stories, sharing our inspiration, and kind of relaying questions and answers back and forth because I think this is a topic area that both of us are really passionate about and interested in, just personal growth in general, and then specifically understanding masculine, feminine dynamics and how we can show up better for ourselves and each other.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm, and I'm re- really excited to this. And I was I was just thinking, maybe starting off as a framework, because again, some people might even be like, ah, oh, you guys are talking about porn. Um, you know, <laughs> I find in, in our communities, it's something that like, I, how many people would you say, just in general, probably watch porn? I know they're more watched than anything else like that there is, like the numbers that are actually on a lot of the porn channels, it's, it's pretty prevalent. I know my men's retreats and there's probably 10% of men who say that's not their thing. So you got 90% of men that that's either explored, um, exploring, and it's this really uh, interesting topic. That's totally taboo. So nobody talks about it. So. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is so many people that I've talked to who, who you would never guess have a porn habit. I'll call it a habit, not necessarily an addiction or someone who's seen porn before, right? A habit, meaning you use it, you know, frequently enough for it to kind of become a go-to for what you do when you kind of want that release. And it is, it's more prevalent than anyone would imagine. Um, And people don't talk about it. So people don't actually understand kind of the dark side or the ways that it's taking away from what we really want, which is connection, pleasure, intimacy, um and really good sex, it actually does take away for, from really good sex, both for the man and for the woman. So it's incredibly common and um very, very addictive and easy to kind of fall into that um pattern with it.
1: So so lots there. Let's jump in a little bit like like where if somebody again, because if we have it in the shadow, if it's something we're not willing to take a look of, we kind of lock it in a in a box. We don't tell anybody that's where a lot of shame and a lot of things can come from. So you know, around that topic, since we're bringing it into the light, what are some of the the effects that somebody may? So let's say somebody first is totally unaware; they've been using it for a while as a habit. I like how you reframe that, just it from an addiction to a habit. Um, and let's say they're doing this, how does it affect their life? Like, what could it be affecting that they may not realize? Um, you know, because there's, the, I know the benefits unconsciously could be like, you know, you're getting you're getting a release of um, cortisol, you're getting that like hit of adrenaline to keep working or to keep moving through things, but what are the negative sides of that from your experience?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so one thing, reframing it as a habit instead of addiction. Um, one of the reasons why I do that is because a lot of people are actually really protective around their, their enjoyment of porn. Um, people who have sexual repression in the past and or feel like this is their thing they do for them. And it's kind of like, you can't take away this thing for me. This is my pleasure. This is my kind of, um, the way that I let go, you know, and people don't want that taken from them. And so even calling it an addiction, I've had a lot of men, um, people, but honestly more men than women kind of feel, uh, protective around their, their freedom to enjoy porn. So I don't want to go and say like, all porn is bad, shame on you, because that's a little bit too much like, um, dogmatic, but I want to, I want to really, yeah, kind of illuminate, um, what the difference between somebody who say doesn't watch porn and has a regular sex life enjoys self pleasure masturbation enjoys sex normally or whatever versus somebody who um watches porn frequently and also wants to have a normal sex life but there's some things that you don't really notice that are starting to um happen ways it's starting to affect you because it's just like any addiction. Well, most addictions, I think, it kind of creeps up on you slowly. And if it's a big contrast, if it's like, oh my God, I watched porn that one time and all of a sudden I couldn't get an erection or all of a sudden I felt depressed or whatever, you wouldn't probably not want to watch porn again. But the thing is, over time, over years, you know, it starts to kind of chip away at people's self confidence, which is kind of counterintuitive because. Maybe you watch porn and you see this depiction of really kind of like powerful sex and this this really aggressive or um, testosterone-driven sex act. And even people who like more intimate porn, it's still feeding a a part of your neurochemistry that's like a quick fix of adrenaline, of um, serotonin, of pleasure. It's like this quick fix, this quick hit. It it also – so it trains men to – ejaculate very quickly because all the circuits start firing super quickly your mind gets turned on and for men more than women the mind and the visual aspect is very connected to the sexuality so it's like it's like crack for your sex organ it's just like everything that you want right there right you know immediate hit of like candy basically sugar for your brain empty calories i like to call it mm. and just like, you know, you can have a candy bar once in a while. If you're eating candy bar every day, you're going to start to notice the detrimental effects. So something that porn does is it starts to isolate us. Um, and again, this is something that we notice happening over time. And you might not totally consciously understand how the two will affect each other. But what happens after somebody has an orgasm, especially... So I'm I'm going to focus on speaking about men because men and women are very different um, sexually. And porn happens to porn addiction happens to affect more men than women. I'm not saying that women aren't affected by it or aren't addicted to it, but let's just like go with talking about men right now. Um, So after a man ejaculates, it's this, you know, really high peak of dopamine and serotonin, all these really good feel, feel good chemicals. And then right after it's this plummet of all those chemicals, which actually causes withdrawal symptoms. So, when you're withdrawing from dopamine, you actually feel ashamed and depressed. A lot of people who kind of grew up with maybe a strong religious influence who were taught to feel ashamed of themselves if they masturbate, they kind of tie that to their religious influence like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I'm, I'm dirty. My hands are dirty. And really, it's actually very chemical. It's more chemical than it is logical. So when there's pornography associated with that, just, just think the higher the high, the lower the low. So you have a really quick, fast, intense hit of these highs, even these high chemicals, you're going to plummet even quicker. And the thing with porn also is it allows you to get excited quickly again. You can switch to a different video, a different image really quickly. You can ejaculate five, six, seven, ten 10 times in an hour or, you know, in who knows 10 minutes, <laughs> depending on how old you are and how excitable you are. Um, and this just kind of takes all your energy from you and really shuts down the part of us that is uh, charismatic and wants to go out and meet other people, that wants to engage with our sexual energy. And sexual energy really is at the, the core of a lot of our desire to engage socially. So whether or not we're going out specifically for sex, we're not going out to find a sexual partner going to a bar and kind of cruising, if you will. um, It's still that sexual energy is our impulse to go and mingle, if you will. So once that's gone, we um, are more likely to kind of seclude
1: ourselves. So interesting. I mean, you said so many good nuggets. I really liked how you described it as a sugar, almost like an empty calorie sugar high where you want something, you take the sugar, you get this really big boost, and then you almost crash afterward. And if you're doing that on a regular basis, how that can really start to have more longer term, I imagine effects. I know some of the other ones is it also rewires your brain differently. So there's some rewiring that happens in the brain, mainly with just getting the serotonin on a regular basis, <clears throat> where a lot of times when you're with the partner, a lot of times um, some of the symptoms have been you know, impotence, um, not um, not being as attracted to a partner. So like losing the same passion and chemistry for a partner because you're comparing to the whole world. So it's like, how could, you know, if you're very physical and you've just explored yourself to everything. How can you go back to your continual partner if you have a, one partner um, and explore that? So uh, I think a lot of men that are, one, wanting to be more congruent with their work, I think is part of it, which you mentioned. And mm-hmm. if you say, I'm not going to do it and then you do it again, that can really be affecting you because you're you're losing that congruency. If you are, I'm going to do this and then you don't do it um, because it's such an ingrained pattern. And then again, the dopamine hit that you're getting and the release, and it, again, as you mentioned, it feels good. And so I think a lot of men tend to isolate, uh, which goes with this anyway. So if we look at the big picture, as a man, you're already isolating when you feel uncomfortable with your emotions. It could be an easy way that you're numbing or stuffing your emotions into something that's an easy pleasure point. And then that pleasure point seems harmless. But as you just mentioned, you do this repetitively over long periods of time. Uh, I think I want to just bring the awareness to it because I noticed in my past that really started affecting me. And once I had the awareness of it, I was realizing how it was affecting, but it was such an ingrained habit. I had to go on this whole journey to actually shift it out of my life and find new things to bring in. It wasn't as easy as just stopping. It was like, oh, I have to find some new things to replace it with. And so that's why I thought this was really helpful. Um, before we get in a little bit deeper, for those that don't know Tantra, could you maybe give your definition of what Tantra is? And <sighs> and, and so maybe the the range of what that looks like, because some people maybe have an association of one thing versus another thing.
0: Yeah, perfect. So I'll start with the range of what that looks like, because it's a good, always a good place to start. So we have one side and the other. So this is the celibate tantric, right? This is the tantric who uses tantra as a system of um, practices, inner yoga, so to speak. So it's like doing yoga poses only inside your body with breath work, with bandhas, which is muscular contractions to hold and move the energy in different places of your body. And um, my background is an acupuncture. I'm an acupuncturist. So understanding for me, getting into tantra, understanding how this can help me move energy to different parts of my body and maybe lift it up out of my sex organs and bring it to my heart or my mind. If I want to focus my energy or my, my mental focus on something, actually being able to use my sexual energy for any part of my life that I want to, instead of kind of keeping it trapped down there. So that's actually the the basis of, of a lot of yoga practice came from wanting to learn how to transmute sexual energy into higher, um, more kind of subtle, etheric, or um, spiritual energy. That's one one level of tantra where you're actually not engaging sexually. Um, the other extreme is um, kind of uh, <laughs> um, neo-tantra, but, but very loose boundaries, kind of like Let's just experience pleasure, let's experience each other, let's melt into each other, let's um, learn ways of touching and breathing and making love so we can make love for a longer period of time and um, unshame our sexuality and um, be these full kind of sexual expressive beings, you know, and you're just kind of exuding the sexual energy, running the sexual energy all the time, okay? Okay. And those don't have to be mutually exclusive. Obviously the celibacy part might be taken out if you're if you're exploring, you know, your sexuality, but those don't have to be mutually exclusive. And that's the way that I like to practice tantra and the way that I feel like is the most um comprehensive definition of tantra, especially for the way that people kind of relate to it in the West, where they people here want to know about their sexuality. They want practices to manage their sex drive and to Um, a lot of women have never had orgasms before. How could I relax and get into my body and get out of my head? So the way that I approach Tantra is like learning how to move your sexual energy through your body, learning how to remove blockages around your heart, around your mind, about the way that you relate to yourself. Um, and learning to believe that the sexual energy is actually a, a, um, like a beautiful thing in you. And then once we can kind of, um, accept it, then it can be whatever we want it to be. And so it's, it's, it comes to a point where we can learn how to take our own primal kind of animalistic energy and let it be something that makes us more alive and wakes up our mind, wakes up our genius capacity, um, opens up our experience of, of connection and love, You know, lets us connect to other people more.
1: So, so, and, yeah. and, so, and so on that note, super helpful, because again, if you're listening to this and you're single, I've, you know, And again, you want to start exploring, you could go on the one side of it, but I, where I really resonated with this was, what are these practices that you could do to start to move energy in your body and find other ways to move the energy mm-hmm. that are going to move you towards your purpose? And for those of you that read Think and Grow Rich, um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, he talks about sexual transmutation. And that's part of the fundamentals is using your chi or cultivating all your energy to put it towards purpose work or put it towards toward something specifically so being able to cultivate the energy move the energy in the body to me was really exciting if you're in a partnership i think starting with your own spiritual practice on the first side of it moving energy but it could be a way to actually bring more intimacy more connection between you and your partner where you're Mm -hmm. not now going to a place and again there's no judgment on whether or not you use porn this is just an alternative of like wow here's some practices to bring more intimacy more connection more of that chi or that energy in your body to put towards whatever you want it to whether it's your partner your purpose Things that you want in life to have a, a better spiritual practice and to not have as much of this as Miriam said in the beginning, right. a Huge spike and then a drop. So you're more like this, and then learning to get a little bit more like this and appreciate, you know, the, the different parts of life. So, on that, maybe paint a picture if somebody that's gone from using a lot of porn as a, as a habit um, and maybe they're experiencing the symptoms you talked about of like crashes. Um, you know, maybe they're even feeling disconnected or maybe even physical symptoms of their less sensitive impotence, not as attracted to their partner or their partners tend to isolate. What, what is the flip side of that look like? Somebody that starts to incorporate some tantric practices starts, doesn't mean you have to uh, stop masturbating. So I wanted to put that out as well. It's disassociating porn and masturbation. That's a Mm -hmm. common one that you can isolate the porn, which is more of the head and the response to the head external image and more moving into the body. Um, to practice that. So if somebody still, let's say, gives himself permission to masturbate, but incorporates these tantric practices over a period of time, what could life look like to them afterward versus where they're at now? Is it like, ah, a ton of additional energy, um, able to work a lot further on their purpose and break through limitations or, you know, areas that get blocked or plateaued, deeper connection with the feminine, like probably, I imagine their sex life goes up tenfold on the level of pleasure they can both receive and give. So what? just so somebody has a reason to go after this, what would that look like from where they're at today to what another life could look like uh, if they were able to start practicing these practices on a regular basis? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Great question. And so, so this is one, one important thing is that you don't know what you don't know. You know, you, you don't know what you haven't experienced yet in your body and porn is easy. You know, masturbation with porn is, it's a quick and easy way to feel good. And if you, Start to incorporate discipline into your self pleasure, right? So you instead of so pleasure, to a lot of people looks like no discipline. That's what they do when they just completely let go and they just want to have their thing. They want to have their beer, their candy, their their porn, whatever. That's pleasure. Tantra, the way that I was taught is um, being able to hold anything that's powerful. So whether it's pleasure, pain, fear, joy, love, be able to hold that in a way that it's actually serving you and not taking away from you. So I'm, I'm esoteric, but also kind of want to bring it back to the linear kind of like for the average person, how they can kind of take this and integrate it into their life. So if you start to have discipline away around the way that you pleasure yourself, and say you, you decide to not watch porn for a week or a month or however long that, you know, it actually makes an impact and changes your pattern. Um, you might at first notice that it's really challenging. You're not getting turned on. It's taking forever for you to reach your climax. Um, it might be really challenging. And that's kind of like the withdrawals. It's like pulling away from something. So at first, it can be really challenging to stop yourself from having this pleasure because your baseline, at first, when you experience porn, it's like, wow, that was amazing. This is great, you know, and then porn becomes your baseline. So, what we want to do is move away from porn becoming your baseline so that our baseline can just become feeling your body, feeling the pleasure of your Sex organ and all the pleasure that it allows you without needing the visual stimulation. And it's that's that alone is rewiring your brain to just feel and kind of bring your energy back into your body instead of projecting outward and kind of seeking external stimulation or even validation. You know, and that's the thing that kind of becomes wired in us as we mm. start to seek both mm. sexually and in all ways external validation um, and stimulation to start to feel good about ourselves. And if that becomes our baseline, then we're kind of setting ourselves up for depression and just being unsatisfied with life. So if we can learn to source our pleasure and our joy and our feeling good just with what we have right here, close your eyes and start to breathe, right? And um, learning how to just feel and take a step back, then when, we're, when you're with your partner – you're going to start to enjoy the things that were so magical to you when you first started having sex. Like if it's, if I'm talking to men right now. So the, or whether you're straight or gay or bisexual or whatever, the the feeling of your partner's body, their skin, their scent, their, the look on their face when you give them pleasure, like that is going to start to be so much more arousing to you than what you are used to being aroused by. Um, and what this can do, this opens up a whole world of, pleasure. And when I say pleasure, I'm not talking about sexual pleasure necessarily. I'm talking about being able to actually enjoy life again, you know, being able to actually like, um, look around you and feel the beauty of a sunset, feel the beauty of, you know, eye contact with a stranger, letting that actually light you up. When we, when we get used to having these, um, kind of sugar rush uh, pleasures you know it's like little things like eye contact with a stranger doesn't make you tingle anymore you know just like okay (laughs) you know so on the other side of porn addiction integrating these tantric practices um using the breath dropping into the breath first of all it teaches you how to um just have a more rich experience of life which naturally makes you feel more alive you know how you feel like after a really good workout, you're just like, ah, oh, I feel so alive. Like my muscles are pumped up. I feel you can wake up feeling like that every day. You know, the more that we let go of our addictions, the, f- the things we start to replace with that feeling of aliveness, because as we age, we naturally start to kind of lose that feeling of vitality that we had in our childhood and our teenage years. And we kind of forget, like I was saying, the slow decline. We forget what's possible for us. We forget that life used to feel like it was in technicolor and all of a sudden it starts to get dull. Right. So it's like a returning of this technicolor experience of sounds, taste, touch, smell, everything, which obviously is gonna make you um enjoy sex, you know, and intimacy more. It's gonna make you enjoy just breathing and holding your partner more and like light touch more. And honestly, the way that women relate to sexuality most often um is more about connection and breathing together and lightly touching each other's bodies and not going for the sex organs until you're you're um you're really like bonded in that way. And so it's going to make you a better lover because women are going to feel like they can actually open up into you. They can actually give their bodies time to like surrender and get wet and get turned on because you're able to just be with her and breathe with her. Um, And, and really, I think the biggest point that I just want to take out of all that is, is vitality, like improved vitality. Like when you do a bunch of CrossFit and eat a, paleo diet and everyone's like, oh, I'm just like beaming. What's different about you, Joshua? Your eyes are glowing. What is that? That's what happens when you start to develop a yogic or a tantric practice.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I just want to put another note on there on all the research that I've done around, I've done around trauma. A lot of mm. times when we have PTSD, which I actually think it's much more, even though I work with first responders and veterans who have a lot of it, I find in, in general, I think a lot of men out there are struggling with PTSD. It may be PTSD from childhood, and maybe, you know, post traumatic stress from some traumatic breakup or an event or something that we happened. And again, without a lot of tools to learn how to deal with emotions, I find it's a primary go to when something's happening emotionally with us as men. Um, it's just an easy way to release some energy, to numb out for a little bit, to feel, to experience quick pleasure. And um, moving away from that can be really difficult. And so I just, if you're a man that's struggling with this um, and has got it in the closet and doesn't want anybody to know, that's why I wanted to do this, because I wanted to kind of speak into a taboo topic and let you know a lot of men have this challenge. It's not only you. And and how do you start to move away from it? I find it can be as easy as some people that just can say, hey, let me move away. And then I find, depending on how many years, what if you have been doing this since you're a kid? You know, what if you have been doing this for a lot of years? Since you became curious, it can be much harder to change it. So uh, for my practice and me moving away from it, because I realized it was affecting my relationships, I realized it was a just a part of incongruency that I felt. Um, I, I I started to do it the stern way and it didn't work for me. And so then I had to move into other ways of being gentle and just observing, what am I getting from this? What's the value? And for me, I started noticing it was a deep breathing. It was actually a way to deep do deep breaths. It was actually a way to connect with myself, even though it was indirect connection. <laughs> and I started, I started to find what the value was that I was getting. And uh, around trauma work, um, you know, Bessel van der i which I, I, I put as like, you know, just he's all about the neurobiology of trauma is all about finding indirect ways to get into the body. We're not focusing on your specific trauma, but finding creative ways to get into the body. And so yoga is one of the best practices. So that's why I, I, the Tantra stuck out. And I remember even the workshop that I did with you was so helpful because I know for me as a man, just speaking transparently, um, when I would shift a certain area of my body, I would start to feel this energy rise in my body and I didn't know quite how to manage it. And so for me, Um, it was really helpful going to start to incorporate tantric practices because then I could move the energy. I could get it moving through my body. I could get really, um, I could actually take that energy that would feel dense and overwhelming and I don't know what to do with it. And I could start to move that energy and moving that energy got me in my body feeling what was going on. And I actually had this power, this force that I could put towards building and creating more projects. I felt more grounded. I felt more in my body, not Mm -hmm. outside my body Mm -hmm. versus opposed to. A practice of using <laughs> right it would deplete all my energy sources and I'd well, feel like I'm um, exhausted so I wanted to share this with men is these are some they work um it's powerful it's it's outside the box for my opinion it's a little uncomfortable at first because you go in and you're having to like feel into your body and you're doing these kind of movements and breath work but as you <laughs> as you practice it a little bit it actually m- puts the awareness onto your body similar to a yoga practice where you're moving your body, but this is more energetically and actually much more aware of your, your sexual organs, which I thought was a really powerful way of starting to move energy, build awareness um, in it. So I just, I'm really grateful for this topic because I think a lot of men struggle. I think a lot more than would ever ever voice it. And I think having some really um, helpful ways to build a, a reason to go do this, like, right. It, there's a ton of reasons to do it. And also if you haven't been able to do it and you're beating yourself up and shaming yourself I just want you to know my experience is you're not going to get there from shame. So, like, if you could be a little bit gentler on yourself, start to find the value to it. And, you know, uh, maybe we could even walk through uh, a couple suggestions. Or I know you have a retreat, somebody could go if they wanted to just deep dive into it. But mm-hmm. uh, just a couple suggestions of like how to start to move in this general direction might yeah. also be really helpful.
0: Yeah. First of all, you know, I think a lot of people who, um, are really into porn and and are really into sex and in gen- I mean, sex is amazing. We as humans get this, we 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 are able to connect with each other sexually. It's one of the most amazing parts about being human, I think. and part of part of that is is sexuality is the most um, powerful and direct way to release stored traumas in the body, moving sexual energy because it's so connected to your subconscious and your primal energy. And that's where our traumas are stored. Things that we don't remember that may have happened to us in childhood that we actually don't consciously remember are actually stored around our sex organs. So breathing deeply, even doing that kind of holotropic, that deep inhale, deep exhale um, with pleasure, with self-pleasure is an incredible way to have this kind of transcendental experience. And when you really get into your breath and into moving energy with, with say masturbation, Um, orgasms are incredible. (laughs) Like, like a tantric orgasm versus a porn orgasm. A porn orgasm is like, woo, that was like a little roller coaster ride. A tantric orgasm can be life-changing. And it's because we're taught to extend the time that we're at that peak state, using your breath, using your conscious awareness of lifting energy up right at your, when you're at like a say nine, if, if a 10 is orgasm and one is, you know, not aroused at all, right at the nine, right before we feel ourselves kind of going over the edge, You use your breath because our instinct is to hold on and tighten and contract our breath and kind of push that sexual energy downward and outward. And if we squeeze and lift and breathe deeply instead of holding our breath, we can start to actually lift that sexual energy, that sexual power up into our hearts and kind of break, have an orgasm where our hearts feel like they're breaking open with love. And you can do this with yourself. Of course, you can do it with a partner, but practicing with yourself And realizing like, oh my God, my orgasmic potential, what I can feel in my body, what I can experience in my body and my ability to take myself through these powerful, almost like shamanic experiences, just using self-pleasure, make porn not even interesting anymore. (laughs) Really, that's my experience.
1: Well, and I also find I do a lot of cold showers and that's one of the ways that I I deal with new, I I find you have to have new practices. You can't just kind of cold turkey if you've been doing this for a while as a habit to get dopamine hits and to release energy and stress, you have to have backups in place. So for me, right. I jump in a cold shower, I get done a new breath work, and then this new adding some of these tantric practices have really been helpful. Cause now I'm like, yeah. oh, I can, I'm more aware of the energy. I find as men kind of here and down here, right? <laughs> Those are the two places we store it. We kind of don't know how to access this area as easily. Mm-hmm. So I find moving the energy from the head down into the body, and then moving and it, it tends to go down, right down too far. So it's like, how do we find a way to bring it back up? Cause to me where this is starting to, I'm finding at least, this is how I'm able to move through some of those old habits and replace them with new habits that make me feel better, make me feel more connected. Um, mm-hmm. Also allow me to have more patience um, is what I'm discovering from the practice and yeah. curious from a feminine perspective. And again, this is from a, a mass, this is from a man and a woman, just so that context, you understand it. And uh, it's where I tend to know the most. So I tend to speak to it. Um, but, Curious on the feminine side. So let's let's give another example because I really want to build a lot of value for, for the men watching that. Why mm-hmm. should they do this? Not just for the health benefits and for the reasons of, of mastering congruence and power that they'll get, but what's the difference of an experience of a man who let's say is using a lot of porn and the <laughs> feminine experiences. And then let's say the flip side of a man who develops himself, kind of cuts that out of his life and starts to really cultivate some tantric practices. What's the difference of an experience that a woman would have with those two encounters of a man. Like, and again, cause I, I want to say, cause I think, I think a lot of men don't realize that women can sense is, is my experience that, that a lot of women can sense when you are using and how it lowers your energy. It, it creates disconnection. And so just if you could kind of share what your perspective of, of those two examples, like option A about a man that's using a lot of porn and what may come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and option B is a man who's now using tantric practices and what the different experiences like as a lover or as an experience from the feminine.
0: That's a great question. And first of all, I just want to add something really quick to a practice that, you know, any, anybody can try a man or woman. Um, If you're addicted to porn, try, okay, give it a, give it a shot. Try stopping masturbating altogether for one week, just one week. And then when you re-engage with masturbation, it's a lot easier to feel more in your body with these tantric practices. When you do re-engage focus on your heart, breathe into your heart. Try not to fantasize even just see, even if you're not hard, like see if you can just enjoy pleasure and breathe into your heart. And that's going to be a really good way to begin to rewire your ability to move energy and kind of connect the head and the sex organs, if you will. So that's one simple thing you can try. Um, Okay. I love that you asked this because I've said this multiple times before. I can pretty much tell when a man walks into a room, if he has a porn Mm -hmm. habit or not. I can see it in his eyes, um, and that might sound creepier, or woo-woo, or like I might sound like a witch. I mean, I am, but like you know, we <laughs> all of us who are into this esoteric wisdom and learn how to move energy through our bodies and pray with the fire and the water—it's a very witchy thing to do. So, yeah, it's a good thing. And, and learning how to, um, learning how to, learning how your life force energy—the way that you're choosing to spend it—is actually keeping you from having the connection that you want. So it's been said that connection is the opposite of addiction. So what we're really seeking is connection. And if you're kind of masturbating it away, you're stopping yourself from having that connection. So that's what I'll feel. I'll feel like a man is actually less able to connect with me. Um, I'll feel, I can see it in his eyes. I can kind of see it in his posture sometimes where it's almost this like gray cloud and this kind of withdrawn sense about him. And oftentimes there's a little bit of anxiety that goes along with that. And I could attribute that to the, the kind of come down chemicals of what happens after you have a really high octane orgasm um, over and over again, is this kind of withdrawn jittery kind of like um, not self-assured, not like this open chest golden light beaming forward. And it's, it's kind of funny to say it like that, but I really do feel like men who, have learned how to cultivate their sexual energy and use it in a way that's actually feeding them. I'm so magnetized to them. It can be, it can be a man who I might not normally be attracted to. You know, if I see a man walking through the room who I can tell he's running his sexual energy upwards instead of downwards, seeking kind of leaking it and seeking kind of um, this gray cloud over him from using it too much. I'm just like, I want to go up to that person and engage with them. Cause I feel my body lit up by him. Mm. Right. And that's a really subtle thing. And I'm also really sensitive to energy. So maybe I can feel that more than other women, but I've actually had a lot of women who wouldn't consider themselves tantrics or yogis say the same thing. They can actually tell, they can feel it in a man's energy. Um, also when, when you're being intimate with a man, I, I had the pleasure of um, dating when I was living in LA and I noticed how many men were addicted to porn and they didn't even have to tell me. They didn't even have to tell me if I were to be intimate with them. It was like, I was kind of like, hello, like, do I even exist here? Mm
1: -hmm. You know, they're
0: looking at my face, they're experiencing pleasure from my body, but are you really feeling me? Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it, I've noticed it's, it's heartbreaking actually to feel like, wow, you're, you're, Shutting down your ability to feel me, which makes me feel really alone in this sexual experience, and what we really want is connection unfortunately, many people who've had trauma are terrified of connection, so porn and kind of empty sex is a quick fix to have that kind of high without needing to open up and be vulnerable but the the healing and the medicine that's available there in the vulnerability is so much more um uh, fulfilling if you can have that with the right person right so it, this, this topic actually became, I wasn't working with men for a long time. I was only working with women. And this topic became a, um, a passion topic for me because of how many women I was working with who were telling me their partner is a porn addict and they just don't want sex with them. They're like, it's not about them being, you know, consciously disgusted with their habit that actually had nothing to do with it. It's like they lost the ability to actually feel their partner's love, desire, presence, their partner stopped wanting to ravish them with all of them. It was just this, like, they're kind of using their body, you know, to get off into. And it sounds horrible, but, like, that's how a lot of women feel. And a lot of women don't actually want to say that to men because they kind of feel bad um, because they don't want to hurt their, men, their their partner's feelings. But that's, like, a thing that I hear over and over again. Yeah, my partner likes porn, and, like, when he's with me, I feel like he's just trying to get off, and it's a totally different experience for the woman. <laughs>
1: So, so what I'm hearing is it's, it's literally like an object, like, oh, I'm just an object. I'm just an object because they're so used to the physical representation of the porn, which is more objective, right? You're just looking at objects and very visual. There's no connection in it. You're not connecting with anybody. You're just purely connecting with the screen, right? Of whatever's happening Then your own fantasies or whatever you're experiencing in that of an object. So then you take that into life where you're doing this over and over again here, That that pattern you've been practicing. So you've been practicing your lovemaking. And that practice transfers over into your game day, right? (laughs) You're now in the game and you're not connected to your partner. And um, I think this happens sometimes. I love how you put it uh, because when you're intimate, if a woman says something that triggers a man's insecurity. So a lot of times, you know, so for all you men, you may have a partner that's not fulfilled with sex and you don't know what's going on and people tend to shove all this stuff down, Mm -hmm. but the problem could just be you stopping or giving it a break you know, try to break. But if you stopped a week or three weeks or a month doesn't have to mean you have to quit if this is resonating with you. But could you explore what it looks like? There's also a great site called NoFap, F-A-P that gives very specific. It's a whole community for men to help them get off of this and a lot of get off porn. And a lot of it is like stop any temptation. Like there, a lot of their practices are notice when you start and stop those habits. So if you start <laughs> with looking at something, don't look, don't see anything and give yourself, they say if you give yourself uh, I think six weeks or 90 days, no, it's 90 days, three months. Every while is your whole nervous system. So it's like you're able to really get your body back and your nervous system back by doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I've, I've explored those websites just out of my own curiosity to see like what, what men are saying and what's really working for them. And if you, if you guys go on YouTube and check out NoFap um, testimonials, there's guys were like, I'm on day 67 and like, wow, I feel so great you can feel their life force. You can feel how alive they are. They're so, they're so confident. They're so full of testosterone. And honestly, our testosterone men's testosterone is declining rapidly with our environmental toxins. You know, especially it's like, you don't have that same drive. And guess what? That testosterone drive, isn't just about sex. That's about how you show up in the world, you know, and, Back to the, you know, how women relate to men sexually. Women, we're naturally more energetic creatures. Like we can naturally feel and sense emotions and energetics more. And that actually is what turns women's bodies on more than just physical sensation. So while men might get off on on something visual or a fantasy with sensation together, that's kind of the, the magic recipe for a man's arousal. The magic recipe for a woman's arousal is energetic connection, safety, feeling like their heart is opening and and being taken care of. And then when there's enough of that happening, and then you add physical sensation with it, then a woman is going to be able to be that kind of like sex goddess that you fantasize about. Um, Until that point, she might feel totally shut down by the sexual experience and not even know herself well enough to be able to tell you how to do anything different.
1: I mean, this is just such valuable nuggets. I think, and I saw there was somebody that was saying, Hey, I'm really, you know, this is why I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to learn with an open mind so I can be healing for the marriage. And I think that's what it takes is like open mind, open heart, uh, which I really appreciate uh, you mentioning that uh, um, and open mind, open heart, and just a willingness to try new things. And, and again, this may be totally taboo, but what I'm finding as well is there's a whole world of Tantra. Again, if you start on the one side that we're talking about moving energy, Tantric practices, getting to know yourself, being able to feel and connect with yourself, which Mm -hmm. one starts to heal trauma in itself because going into the body, learning the body feeling with trauma, we tend to live outside the body because there's heavy trauma. Practices to go inside the body, help reconnect us, ground us, make us more present in the moment, the little things. It also teaches you to more focus on sensation. So like not be attached to an outcome. Like I'm just here to have a release, but I'm actually here to just enjoy the energy and and kind of enjoy where it flows. And, And then I think in general, like there's so much of a whole world you guys could explore together by practicing breath work, by practicing intimacy, there's different postures and different movements. Again, depending on what you're doing, there's couples workshops. There's like a whole world you could explore and your partner. So imagine a whole new world of connection and energy and vitality. And and also for the man, there's a bunch of other stuff that goes deeper, but there's ways to have releases without releasing. And there's this whole kind of world that you could dive into, but mm-hmm. I'd say the starting point is just becoming aware of my, like, it's just a bad habit. Is, is an easy way to reframe it. i picked up a bad habit that I've done for what? One, two, three, four, five decades, depending on how old you are. Mm-hmm. And this has been an easy thing. And it used to be harder because you had to have, you had magazines, you had movies, you had to watch. So the challenge with, they say, the now the porn is you get an instant association because you go right to where you want and get that release. So the time for us to have that stimulation is so quick. That's mm-hmm. the part that starts to rewire the brain Is you're getting quick, um, hit the light bulbs, release, hit the light bulbs, release. So it's not taking the time, which is presence, connection, energy, vitality, intimacy. So, so I, for me, this has been super valuable, you know, of just helping it. And what about for you, if anybody else is struggling, anything that you see that's been helpful either on their mindset, other reasons why they've wanted to shift over um, any other reason, just thinking of like somebody listening that wants to change, but doesn't know how, or that's curious now after listening to this a little bit like, "Hmm, Mm Hmm, Like any mindset reframes or any other suggestions around that that would be helpful?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what you said about, um, about neurochemistry, like brain chemistry, that really speaks to me and it speaks to a lot of people, especially the more masculine mind who kind of want science behind, well, why should I stop? Right. So um, it literally rewires your brain. If you could imagine this gray matter inside your head and watching porn, even once a week, Um, changes the way your arousal and brain responds to your body. It changes it. So you're actually experiencing arousal outside of your being. You're experiencing it as an external object. And over time, this this total rewiring is created and it actually affects more than just your sex life. So Tantra rewires your brain in the opposite direction. And there's a lot of stigma around Tantra. It's like, oh yeah, that woo-woo hippie Eye gazing, overly kind of effeminate emotional connection. A lot of people have, um, you know, judgments around tantra, and there there is stuff out there that I think is distasteful, and I would like, oh, like I would never want to go to that um, that type of tantra because for me personally, I need to have a clear um, a clear understanding of why we're doing this, clear boundaries, a really strong container. And like, okay, this is this is what we're working on. This is wh- how we're going to get from A to B. These practices help you learn how to um, be more present in your body. And you're not actually going to know what that means until you feel it. And that's that's the biggest struggle is people don't actually understand logically like, well, what does that even mean? What does that even feel like? You need to have the experience before you really understand its value. So for anyone who feels like porn might be a problem, they might want to cut back a little bit. I would recommend they try to stop for a week, just try to do the cold turkey thing if possible, go work out extra that week, you know, like be social extra that week, do things to kind of distract yourself. And then when you come back to self-pleasure, start to do it in a different way. So, um, if you have the resources, reach out to a practitioner, go to a workshop with um, by yourself or with a partner um, one resource is I'm doing an immersion, a Tantra Yoga immersion in Tulum is actually coming up November 1st through 5th. And it's a full um, deep dive into some of these practices. And we're really doing a lot of yogic breath work. So really working on getting into the body, really working on um, learning what even what it means to channel this energy through our whole body. Um, developing that kind of meditative mindset so that we know how to overcome our addictions, so that we Become strong enough in the mind, and a lot of the the porn thing, and a lot of any addiction is about your mind frame, how you're approaching it. So you're not gonna you're not gonna find the same satisfaction in tantra that you did in porn. It's totally different. It's a different um, it's a different feedback loop, if you will. It's a different part of yourself that is enjoying it, and so you're gonna have to kind of do away with a part of yourself that has addictive qualities, you know, that wants that quick fix, that wants something for nothing, that wants to not work for it and get this huge reward. Right. And that that kind of mindset you have to start to put in the corner and begin to choose your mastery. Begin to choose the part of you that you know you can do this. You know that you can experience more with sexuality, with yourself and with your partner. And you know that you're capable of that. And so throw some, throw some skin in the game, you know, like, like invest in it. invest in a practice, buy a book, and actually do the practices every day. And that's the only way that you're going to get out of it is if you have a consistent practice with it.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. I I also would add into that a a consistent practice. Sometimes, again, if it's covering up some trauma, finding a way to go into the trauma and process the trauma, release the trauma. Somatic work I find is really helpful for this, and this is a form of somatic work. So really moving through. and, And then also, at least just what's been helpful for me, is again, the cold showers and the daily breath work. Like if I do mm-hmm. cold showers, every time I have like, let's say a, the old school picture, of what an urge would be, I just go jump in the shower real quick. And I take a quick, you know, three minute cold shower, just cold. Mm-hmm. And it gets me, shocks my system, it gets me breathing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do some other breath work and I'm good. So I find, mm-hmm. again, you gotta have a backup plan if you're gonna shift it, even if you just start with that. And it's not comfortable, it's uncomfortable, but I yeah. like how you you mentioned, you know, choose choose I heard Brene Brown's uh Netflix special. I watched it again this weekend, and it said, choose courage over comfort. You know, most of our problems come from comfort. And it's the same. There's another great quote that says, choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. And totally, and, yeah. You know, I don't know what's happening with your relationship or with your with maybe if you're single, even you know, what as you're dating, your dating life is. But what I would say this, what do you have to lose? What if what would you have to lose if you did the next three months? of just a test to say, hey, what if I shifted this out of my life? I added some tantric practices, whether you take a workshop or I highly recommend you you attend the Tulum. It sounds amazing. If it wasn't behind mine, I would be there. Yeah, you were going to come.
0: I'm, I'm bummed that yeah. you're not going to be there. But yeah, so to, if you guys want to learn more about Tulum, the website is tantrayogaimmersion.com. Um, highly recommended. It's me and two other incredible teachers. And we're getting into the body. And really, the big thing about this is learning to get, be okay with being uncomfortable and that's one thing like we're okay maybe at the gym you're used to lifting weights and be uncomfortable that way you're used to maybe having a certain diet and be uncomfortable that way but we need to learn how to be uncomfortable with not having our pleasures fed the way that we want them and that discomfort of having excess sexual energy in our body and feeling like our eyeballs are going to burst because what are we going to do with this get into your body learn to be okay with being uncomfortable do push-ups run around the block like be disciplined and be an adult the way that the way that you deal with your own um, overwhelm, you know, and discipline is such a big part of this and learning how to reroute this energy. So it can become a source of your strength and a source of your pride. Like this is something that I, I own. Now you own your sexual energy. It's not being owned by the pornography websites. And that's really what's happening, you know?
1: Yeah. And I'm and, and just on the masculine for the men that are watching. It's like, you know, the, Joseph Campbell has a great quote: "The the gold you seek is in the cave you fear to enter." And if this sounds uncomfortable, if it sounds messy, if it sounds like how can I go there? It's taboo. That's exactly why you need to go there. It's like these are the areas, you know, the the places with the cobwebs that we don't go to are where, by going into those caves, by doing the hard work. Uh, um, this last week in K four, we had a guy that's like, I just spent the last year of my life sitting with all the messy emotions from childhood and from parts of my life I don't want to deal with, and everything in his life's changing, and so you know, another uh, resources. um, um, Also, I do retreats once a quarter for men. If you need to do some release and you need to do some emotional resilience where you go into those caves, if there's some trauma that this is a pain, uh, you know, a numbing agent for, and you need to release the trauma or forgive yourself or move through it, I do those to reach out to me. And I think more than anything, just start today, you know, like do it one day. Can you make it one day? Can you make it the next day? Can you make it the next day? Could you make it a week? If you want to really anchor in, then I highly recommend you do something like a retreat, you know, maximize yourself, do something like, you know, and how could they reach you Miriam if they wanted to, they said they're just the website to go to the website and check it out there.
0: Yeah. The Tulum website for the retreat coming up November 1st through 5th is tantrayogaimmersion.com. We have one space left. We might be able to squeeze two in there. Um, if you want to reach me, I, w- I do somatic work with people. I do um, breathwork therapy, body work, um, helping people learn how to integrate, you know, self pleasure into their daily lives in a new way. Um, so I work really intimately with people one-on-one and my website is miriamelise.com. You can also just DM me on, on Facebook, reach out to me if you have any questions at all. I'm I'm totally
1: happy to support people with this journey. Awesome. And, and, you know, I just, I'm thank you for jumping on and sharing this content with me. I think, I think, and with our communities, we were having this conversation and it's like, let's talk about the taboo. Let's talk about what needs to happen that goes on in everybody's home or a lot of people's homes, but they don't talk about and let's show them the benefits, because there's so many benefits and and I'm just excited to share this work, and uh, really grateful that you came on today to share because um, I got to say when I went to your workshop, it was so powerful because you got to moving this energy in the body, and it really anchored me the way that that you guys teach with you and the other facilitators is so powerful because it it moves this, the, the practices of the energy in the body, it gets you grounded like I felt grounded like yeah just um, like when I just been out dancing for ten hours and rooting into my body, <laughs> I felt like that like ah. I'm grounded. I'm connected. I'm in my body. I'm not sitting there meditating outside of my body or doing something outside. I felt really grounded and powerful in my body. So I really recommend you with you and your facilitators and the work that you guys are doing. I think it's amazing.
0: Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I remember, I remember talking with you right afterwards and just being like, wow, he really gets it. Like, Mm -hmm. I forget exactly what you said, but whatever, whatever our conversation was, something like, Mm You said that this is a different approach, a different approach to tantra, a different approach to getting in the body. And you really liked how we were including sexuality in with like mm. the whole body, not not separating it from anything and letting it be a part of our our kind of energy that we're moving through. Is that
1: is that kind of what you said? Yeah, because my experience is I've I've done all these different things that were more like getting out of the body. Now my work's all about in the body. And I really right. felt this was a practice to because again, just in myself and, and having some of these same struggles with the routine very directly, you know, it's a taboo topic, but I struggled with this. And um, I kind of had to kept it hidden because I have all these tools and I would shift for a little while and then go back. And so then I got really curious and started looking at it like, what is the benefits from this and I noticed that I was all these different breathing and moving. And so how do you find other alternatives to do this once I knew it? And so coming to your workshop was like, ah, I, I literally felt Because again, when you quit, all of a sudden you get this new energy levels in the body that I didn't know how to work with because I was like, ah, now I got all this energy. What do I do with this energy? And this gave me a way to start to run the energy and actually get the energy moving through the body. And then a place that felt more grounded, more powerful, more on fire um, versus sometimes I do meditative stuff and I kind of feel ungrounded, almost like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like more in the body. So Mm -hmm. I really, that's where I was like, ah, I resonate with this. This is, this is amazing work. So Beautiful. conversation.
0: Yeah, well, well spoken. Thank you so much for inviting me on.
1: Thanks everybody for joining and thanks so much, Ria. Really appreciate it. So if you enjoyed this
0: show, we would be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us out immensely. Thank you so much. Are you ready to take your personal, relational, or business fulfillment to the next level? With one-on-one personal support, co-developed strategies, and accountability, Scott and Joshua have the tools, compassion, and years of experience helping people just like you live an extraordinary life. Visit masteringfulfillment.com for details.